It's time for Always Learning with our friends from Barry and Risa. We have Superintendent Eric Hopstock. Eric, how are you? Good, Johnny. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, always good to talk to you and learn about so many great things that you guys have going on at Barry and Risa. We've really, uh, I think, covered, uh, well, I would say probably just the tip of the iceberg with the things that you guys do because there's so many great programs and great things. And we're going to highlight another great thing uh, at Barry and Risa, right? Yeah, in some past time we've spent together, we talked about uh, some of the services that uh, an ISD, or in our case, uh, Regional Education Service Agency provides. And one of those is direct services to some special education students. And, and one of those uh, programs is the Blossomland Learning Center uh, for individuals with cognitive impairments. So today, we have with us uh, Greg Kuhn, the principal, and Aaron Rubley, the assistant principal of that program, uh, to just share, you know, what happens at a program like Blossomland Learning Center. So we have our principal and assistant principal with us today. Fantastic. Good to talk with you guys. Let's talk a little bit more about Blossomland. Is Blossomland Learning Center a school? Yes, uh, Blossomland is part of the public school system. Um, so when you think of a, a traditional school setting, um, while we do some things unique for our students, it is part of the public schools. How long can uh, can a student attend uh, Blossomland? We provide uh, services for um, eight students ages 3 to 26. Um, as they turn 26, those services that they're eligible for um, are finished and they transition to the community. Okay. Yeah. And you, as you talked about, it, the, you know, it's like a school, but then you have some other learning opportunities as well. What do students learn while they're there? So we, we, because we're a school, we focus on some traditional academics, and most of our students um, participate in a curriculum that aligns with Michigan's alternative standards. So if you look at Michigan general education public school standards, our students have alternative standards that align to those. Um, and then students also learn daily living skills, functional life skills, employment skills, social skills, we kind of wrap up all our skill basket all in one and provide the best service that we can from there. Wow, that's awesome. Do they have uh, regular classes and homework and stuff like that too? Yep. Some of our classrooms have our, their students work on their academics. They have homework set aside that goes home daily. Many times our students have a availability to work on those homework assignments right in the classroom with their classroom staff. That's really cool. Do they uh, receive some therapies while they're there? Yeah, so, you know, really everything that's um, worked on for the students is all individualized. So it really depends on the students' needs. Um, but we have everything from physical therapy to occupational therapy, um, speech and language therapy. Uh, we have music therapy. And then there's some um, other students that have additional, so vision, mobility, uh, really whatever the students' needs are, if it's identified through that um, IEP process we have for all of our students. Uh, that really lays out the plan and, and the services that are provided. Now, like you said, it's a, it's a school. So uh, you have, uh, do you have a pool and a gym and things like that? Yes, we're fortunate. We not only have the, the gymnasium for um, our physical education, and it's, a lot of it's adaptive physical education so our students can be successful. We also have a pool. Um, it's kind of unique in that it's, uh, we keep it warm enough so it's considered a therapeutic pool. So our students that need to really get in there, um, and aren't necessarily utilizing for swimming instruction, but, you know, more of like a therapy, mm -hmm. um, need to 
to stretch out and relax uh, their body. Uh, it's warm enough that they can get it almost feels like a hot tub at times, a cool hot tub. Cool. Um, but they're in there and they also learn how to swim. It's pretty neat. Um, as you see students progress year by year, that they go from a lot of times being afraid of the water to can't hardly wait to get into the water, want to get in a daily. And then they're swimming different, you know, kind of uh, swimming strokes throughout their time here at Blossom Land. Yeah, water safety is really important when you live in Michigan. Wherever you go, mm-hmm. you're not very far from a body of water. So that's one of our one of our skill sets that we have students learn is just water safety in general. Yeah, that's awesome. And you mentioned adaptive equipment. Do you also have that uh, outside with the playgrounds? Yeah, we do. And we actually just um, updated some of our playground equipment. Um, but almost all of it is um, accessible for all of our students. So we have... You know, you think like a church, like a merry-go-round, we have a really neat one that has like a zero threshold that wheelchairs can go right into it um, and spin around. That's a, a new one that we have, which it's interesting because we found out some students have motion sickness um, <laughs> as they're spinning around in the, the merry-go-round. Um, swings, adaptive swings, adaptive playset. Um, we also have an area that has some um, music sensory, so they can be outside and they have some uh, yeah. drums, some wind chimes. Um, and it's fun because the students and staff both love to get together and really play on some of that equipment together. That's awesome. Yeah, even our elevated play structure has a ramp so all students can access the top and engage with their peers up top and play. That's really cool. How does uh, how does somebody enroll uh, students to attend Blossom Land Learning Center? Yeah, so when um, it's it's all through the the gen uh, the local school district um, mm-hmm. and through that IEP process, the individual education program for the students. Um, that local school district um, in Berrien County, whatever that school district is, realizes that the student needs uh, additional supports services um, that might not be able to truly be accessed at their local district. So then they would reach out to us, and we there you know there's a paperwork process that we go through um, to make sure that they're you know the, the best fit to be here. Um, we always say that the worst part about our program is we are a center-based program. We're completely isolated from the gen ed setting. And once we acknowledge that, you know, that's the the one drawback, we don't have some of that gen ed um, interaction. Um, the things that we're able to do for students is amazing, but you can't just come in and we're like a school of choice. You can't yeah. come and you know, say, hey, I want to come to Blossom Land. I'll also go through that local district that recommends that intense uh, program and services. Now, you have students coming from uh, all over Berrien County, right? And, and how are they getting there? Do they ride uh, a school bus to get to school? How do, how do they get to Blossom Land? Exactly, Johnny. We do. We serve all of Berrien County from Watervliet, Coloma, all the way down to Niles, New Buffalo. Um, our students are at Blossom Land, utilized first student. It's a, we, we have a contract. We have a great relationship with them. They utilize school vans. So you'll see a Barry and Risa vans out and about in your communities, as well as um, our school buses, let's say for a student. So, and those buses all have wheelchair and lift stations. So we can get students from wherever they are in the county to school. That's awesome. We're always learning with our friends from Barry and Risa, and we're learning more about uh, Blossom Land Learning Center. Uh, what about field trips? Do you guys go on those? Yeah, absolutely. So our we kind of have two schools of thought. We have field trips that we really plan for our younger students that usually ends up being one of those culminating educational activities. Um, for example, the zoo is a field trip that our, our school goes to. Usually the students have been learning about, you know, the life cycle and animals 
and species. And then as one of the culminating activities towards the spring, when the weather is nicer, they get to go out to the zoo. Um, that's just one example. And then we also have community-based instruction where the students go out into our community in Berrien County at local businesses and other places and learn in that environment, in that community setting, those skills that they'll need. That's really awesome. And as you mentioned, you're learning those job skills and things like that. Students, uh, do they work in the community at different, at various places? Yeah, so we have, um, with part of our program, as the students um, get older and, you know, increase their skill sets, mm -hmm. uh, we have two programs, two classrooms, one in Niles, one in St. Joe. Um, and the focus there is that's kind of the end result for a lot of our students is really job skills. That's our ultimate goal, having them working or volunteering in the community. Um, before that, though, as they're progressing here, we're, we're doing a lot of foundation skills, the traditional academics, but some of those functional skills, um, learning how to stay on task, building up work stamina. Um, classrooms here then start to go out to the community, um, do little volunteer um, components to show and demonstrate that they have the skills. And then when they're at the, the offsite programs, they're at places like uh, Meyer, um, Walmart, Martins, uh, Walgreens. They've been at a local hardware store, I mean, hardware stores, fast food restaurants, um, uh, some of the hotels, working on lots of different job skills um, that they can hopefully then take out as they transition out of Blossom Land into uh, meaningful employment. Now, what happens after the student completes the, their program? Do they graduate? So all of our students work on a certificate of completion. Okay. Um, none of our, as uh, Aaron mentioned, none of our students are on the uh, Michigan Merit curriculum working towards those uh, standards. Ours are the alternate standards. They give them a certificate of completion. Um, and again, that IEP, as they get older, has a transition component to it, transitioning to life after school, where we're focusing on what does adult living look like? What does continuing education or you know learning needs going to look like? And then what does an employment look like? Um, with the hope that when they leave us, that they, they have some uh, valuable job skills as they transition to life after school. That's really cool. Now, i uh, got to ask you a couple more things. Uh, what are foster grandparents? Foster grandparents are one of our most valuable assets mm -hmm. next to our staff. Um, they are another familiar adult to students at our school. We've been blessed to be able to partner with them. Um, familiar adults yeah. for kids yeah. are amazing. They can help students build resiliency. The, they have relationships with our students, so that bonding that, you know, they get a welcoming face every day. So, yeah, we work with the foster grandparents, and I'm trying to think how many we have currently, six or seven, that wow. we're able to work with currently. What about uh, substitutes? Do you need those? <laughs> you know, yes. <laughs> yes. We're, uh, you know, especially as we get into the colder seasons and, you know, yeah. sickness and, you know, all of that stuff. And we have a, you know, an amazing staff, uh, staff that has younger kids, too. Um, so not just sicknesses, but kids that are sick and, you know, staying home. So we're always looking for subs. Uh, our morning usually starts off looking, you know, at our absence student list, mm -hmm. but also our staff list and then trying to scramble the last, you know, really since COVID, uh, yeah. finding sub coverage has been pretty difficult. So we're always looking for subs. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely a need for that. Eric, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, just uh, if anyone would like to volunteer some time at Blossom Land Learning Center, it is a great idea. Uh, people always say, oh, I don't know how you guys do working with students with disabilities. And I said, you know what? If you live long enough, 
you'll inherit a disability, whether that's hearing or vision sure. or some mobility. And learning to work with these students um, is a great, people are shocked that, hey, that, I really enjoyed myself. And some of the teachers that we have started as students in high school that did some co-op experiences in our in our program. So this is one of those uh, programs, don't be afraid of it. Uh, we mm -hmm. like foster grandparents. Um, they are great programs to work with students. You'll, you'll get more from it than you give. Absolutely. Um, so just an opportunity to, if, if you're thinking you, I would like to volunteer some time, Blossomland's a good place to do it. Such a great idea. And where's a place if we want to learn more about either Blossomland Learning Center or anything that you guys have going on at Barry and Risa? Uh, barryandreese.org. Find it fast. Uh, type in Blossomland Learning Center and it'll take you right there to learn more. Awesome. Well, we're always learning with our friends from Barry and Risa, but thank you guys so much for uh, talking to us this week. Thank you. Thank you.